You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Sierra is a biologist turned social media strategist who's very passionate about data, analytics, and analysis. She prides herself on innovative strategy and community building. In 2021, she's helped several business owners cross the six-figure line and serve 300 different clients while also increasing her invoice return revenue by 115%. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you grow your business and understand social media better. I am excited today because I have a special guest. We are talking to Sierra, a.k.a. Business Bay, all on how to nurture a high converting audience using Twitter. Y'all, I've never talked really deep about Twitter yet, and Twitter has actually been in my back pocket. I've been utilizing Twitter for years, and it's definitely been beneficial for me. So I'm excited to talk to an expert today because you guys know I only bring the best experts onto the Social Media Decoded podcast so that we can help you break down social media better, that you can understand it and use it for your business. So, hey, Sierra, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for coming on the Social Media Decoded podcast. Hey, I am so happy to be here and I am having a great day. I just did my skin routine, so feeling alive now. (laughs) Yes, routines are so important. So can you let the listeners know just a little bit more about you? How did you even get started with social media? So my name is Sierra Business Bay Herring, as she said, and I am actually from the science field. So my degree is in research and pre-med, and I kind of just got stuck in numbers. I love the number side of things, and, like, I wasn't the best with bedside manner. And so I decided instead of going to medical school, I should focus on something that's more number-based. And falling in love with led me to um, pursuing an MBA, and I decided that I wanted to open up my own business while doing so. Um, I was like trailblazing my own kind of path in my family and having to learn everything for myself. And I was like, oh, this is really exhausting for other people that have to do this, especially if they don't have the expertise or the resources. And so I started documenting my process and implementing it with my friends and my followers for free. And it started working for everybody. And people were like, you need to do this. You need to charge people like, please, we want this information. in this way that you're giving it to us. So lo and behold, I took in the data for two years and then I was like, okay, I'm ready. I opened up um, my social media agency, Ego the Agency, and the rest is going to be history. Yes, I love that. I always love hearing everybody's story on how they got started with social media. It's so many of us social media professionals and strategists and managers on Twitter. And I think that Twitter has really been a great space for me just to be really real about when it comes to social media, because there's a a lot of things that people don't understand. And this is actually how me and Sierra met. We met on Twitter. So you guys, if you're looking for 
partnerships, collaborations. Don't forget about Twitter. So I want to get right into it and talk about nurturing audiences, because this is something that I do talk about a lot. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what it means to nurture your audience, but just a general social media. And then we're going to get into Twitter. But why is it so important to nurture your audience on social media? So nurturing is something that's typically overlooked because people don't see a direct line of money with it, to be honest. But nurturing is where I I replace that word with influence, influence building. So letting them know, hey, not only am I here, but get them used to listening to you. Get them used to establish your credibility there. So when you say, hey, I'm having a sale, nurturing and building influence is what gets them to actually click on your ass, gets them to say, hey, I understand her value. And if this is a sale, I need to take, you know, take full advantage of it right now. So in short, nurturing allows you the influence to roll into the next part of the sales funnel, which is selling and reselling. Yes, You know what? I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of people have a misconception with social media as it's instant sales. And I'm so glad you talked about that because if you are planning out a sale, right, and the sale is maybe a month from now, you might want to nurture your current audience who you already have. I think a lot of people just skip automatically to, oh, let me just get more followers. But here's the thing. Your your new followers aren't already going to know what you've or the nurturing, like I like that word, influence, the influencing that you have already done with your audience. So those new people are not necessarily going to buy from you, right? In order for people to buy from you, they have to like, know, and trust you. And with nurturing, that is what's ultimately going to build that up. I know you, and you guys can't see the, we also have the video podcast. Um, you guys couldn't see Sierra's face when I said, you know, the follower, that was a pain point. So let's talk about that. Even on Twitter, like <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram, on all these platforms, everybody just wants more followers. But let's talk about just a little bit why it's important to nurture and build up the relationship with you already have versus someone new who doesn't even know anything about your business. So it's a lot better to take someone. Um, I know everybody, I'll use like the one, two, three system. Uh, there's two extremes. So one is an extreme, three is an extreme, and then you have two who's in the middle. It's a lot easier to get a two to a three or a one than to get a one to a three or a three to a one. Um, and my short answer for this question is referrals. If you have the right people following you and you're giving them good information, they will bring you more of your target audience and you don't have to seek for them. There are so many people who come to my DMs and they're like, hey, my friend Ashley recommended me to you. She said to send you a DM. Where do I go from here? Um, And so a lot of my agency, when I first started out as a boutique agency, I only, you could only get certain services if somebody recommended you who I was already serving those services. So there were services that you can't find them on my website. You can't find them through email or any type of sales funnel I have. You have to come directly from one of my existing clients. Um, so that kind of, it's the same thing online. You should not be creating content to get new followers. You should be creating content that is shareable 
um, that that when you post it, the followers that you already have, they'll share it for you. Absolutely. I think that that um, referral system is huge. It's I I almost don't even have to do social media in some ways in my business to strictly do social media management, period. I don't I didn't I won't even have to use social media. I do. And I've gotten many clients, but I've also gotten many clients from referrals because I've worked in the industry. People know what I do. Um I've been sent people, you know, people who I've worked with will send people. So I really do think that's really good that you said that. Don't forget about when it comes to referrals that somebody can say, oh, I saw your content online. It was so good. And they send it to somebody else. That's a referral, right? They're sharing it, but they're also referring you. So I'm so glad that we talked about that. So Twitter is a different space, right? Twitter is the place for thought leadership, quick responses. It's a lot of things going on on Twitter and many people may not understand Twitter. So first, can you just give a little bit of landscape on the best way to use Twitter, but how do you even nurture your audience on Twitter? How will we even do that? So... The thing that's been overall helpful is teaching people how to become the algorithm. And I feel like Twitter is the best place to do that. So on Instagram, if you post a picture, you kind of don't know what direction it's going to go into. Um, and I usually tell people within the first five minutes, you can kind of see like, all right, are they pushing this? Are a lot of people liking it at the same time? Or are we getting onesies, twosies from like our, our main group of people? The unique thing about Twitter is that you are in control of your positioning in the algorithm. So they allow you to retweet your own stuff. They allow you to throw your post back into the algorithm if you feel like it. And you can quote retweet and do that as many times as you like. Um, and they also give you multiple features that align with the different styles of learning and call, I call it call and response strategies. Um, so you can ask questions and people can comment. They can quote, retweet, push the question to other people while answering it. Um, you can hop on a space and talk about said question. So some people need to hear it. Some people need to see it. You can write a thread and give detailed information um, for those people who need a little bit more longer context. So I think it's a great place to diversify your message um, because you can do it in media, just writing. So I found that... Um, there's a lot of neurodiverse people on Twitter because they find it easier to understand and engage with other people because of the different types of, um, I think, learning styles ultimately that people have. Yeah. And you mentioned something that people may not know about. So quote retweets are hot now. OK, so if you have a tweet. And then somebody, they really like what you say and they take that and they amplify that by quoting something and then your tweet's going to come up. I think that that's really powerful. And that is helping to get your name out there on Twitter, because when somebody retweets and quotes what you said, other people are saying that like, oh, this must be something that I should pay attention to. Right. And you also talked about threads, which are super powerful if you do them the right way. So what a thread essentially is, it's one tweet and then you can go, because we all know that Twitter only has a certain amount of characters. <laughs> so you can't like, it's not like um, Instagram and Facebook where you can just have a whole conversation. No, if you want to have a conversation like that, you're going to have to go into a Twitter thread. So it's essentially, 
you have you say something and then a subtweet, a subtweet, a subtweet. I think that those are really powerful depending on the structure of how they're put together. And it could really be a great tool to nurture. So what do you think about threads as far as nurturing your audience? How can we do that through a thread to get somebody to say, oh, I need to follow Michelle or I need to follow Sierra? Yes, love this question. My blog last week was actually about how to use, how to repurpose tweets. So with a thread, I typically tell people to think about it as if you're repurposing it for a blog. So your first, um, the first thread tweet is going to be your title. In between there, you're going to have certain subjects that you want to break down, which are, quote unquote, your body paragraphs. That last tweet is going to be your conclusion. And then the cool thing about Twitter is that you can add another tweet. And that's kind of like your sales funnel at the end. So you get someone engaged with the title. You give them the information you want to give them. Kind of like bulleted almost. It's like being able to write lists instead of paper, papers. Um, and then at the end, you're kind of saying, hey, if you read all of that, I know you enjoyed it. Here's where you could get more. Um, but usually if people read your entire thread, they're ready for what's next or they want more of that thing. Because if you didn't get their attention on the first tweet, they're not going to read to the bottom to even see the sale. But if they read all the way down, more than likely they're interested in whatever is to come at the bottom. So I would say structuring it. Um, and not giving people, not building a story where I have to read five tweets to be engaged again. So think of it as listing a title, bullet points, a conclusion, and then your pitch. Oh, I love that. That was, I hope the people are taking notes because this is a Twitter <laughs> masterclass. This is, this episode today is a Twitter masterclass and you guys know it's not going to be long, but you're going to get everything <laughs> that you need. So I hope you took notes on that because threads are very powerful and they can definitely help you reach the right people. Even if you want email signups, but you have to, you do have to have like a, it has to be compelling. Like why would they even want to read down to the bottom? It has to be something maybe controversial or something that really catches their eye. So if you guys are not using threads, take Sierra's advice and start using these threads so that you can get these clients. So I know we, we discussed that we're very, data driven. And I want to talk about why it's so important to understand analytics on Twitter, because if you don't know, Twitter has analytics where you can actually see who's reading your tweet. How is it performing? Who's reaching it? How many people interacted with it? Right. So why is understanding the data, especially on Twitter, so important? The thing I love about Twitter is that you can break your data down into the measliest tweet. You can break it down and see how many people looked at the picture, but maybe then retweet it. Um, so it gives you a lot of room to gauge your target audience. And so I don't think people understand the other side of reading your data is analyzing it, right? Um, and the data visualization there is going to be you changing your strategy or implementing something that they like. So I think it's really cool um, and it's vital, honestly, to do a little bit of consumer psychology and blend it with the data analytics. But a lot of other social sites don't give you enough information 
for you to come to these conclusions, um, the engagement rate that you get on Twitter is gold. So you can run thorough experiments. So that, in short, running experiments um, to be able to look at how you're performing overall and what your target audience likes and dislikes. And Twitter is also one of those places where I can tweet a thousand times today. And so if one tweet doesn't do good, that's fine. If one tweet goes viral and the other 999 are like five likes, I can compare those tweets and say, hey, what does this one have that this one doesn't? Um, But consumer psychology is going to, and personality typing is very important um, when looking at your data analytics. And Twitter by far gives you the most, gives you the most data. It gives you everything (laughs) that you could dream for, stuff you don't even care to know about. Yes. No, my husband was showing me all about the Twitter data and I'm like, oh, I need to get into this. He's like, open it up. See how many people even looked at it. How many people quote between how many people shared. So, and again, you can, you can write a thousand tweets a day. Now you can't post on, you can't post on Instagram a thousand times a day. So if you have quick things that you want to say and that are really powerful and that you can really make an impact, I would definitely test out Twitter if you're not on there and really try to understand the data so that you can utilize that to figure out what you should actually post. But of course, I say this about every platform because the data doesn't lie. You have to stay in line with the data and be realistic about the goals as well. And what you're trying to do on social media, you can't just all of a sudden start on Twitter tomorrow and you're going to blow up unless one of your tweets goes viral, which can happen. But you want to be careful on Twitter as well with what you say, because it is really in this year and last year has I've seen so many people not really mean what they say, but someone took it the wrong way. And now you're on Twitter and you're blacklisted or you're canceled because there's cancel culture. And the last thing you want is for your brand to be canceled on Twitter. The threads and all the people retweeting and commenting will be insane. So you want to be careful because and you want to be careful on all social media platforms because if you say something, I know something happened and some woman said something on Facebook, but they put it on Twitter and then it blew up and then she probably got fired from her job right because of what she said. So don't think that just they they won't find you. Oh, the Twitter people will find you. And not that I'm trying to scare you or anything. I just want you to know that the landscape of Twitter is very different from a lot of other platforms and that you do have to be careful because if somebody takes them the wrong way and retweet it, it's a wrap. It's going to be a wrap because if it gets into the algorithm and more people see it, it can be bad for you. So just be careful. Just be careful. And that leads us to the last question, which is very good. What are some do's and don'ts that you see many business owners making when it comes to their Twitter strategy? So I was just going to piggyback off of what you said, because that's one of the biggest ways to tell that somebody does either A, not read their data or doesn't know their target audience well enough because things will be going great. They'll say one thing and then their entire target audience is like, we now hate you. It is over. Um, I tell people to think about Twitter. People are like, well, what's Twitter's old. Like, why would I come from Instagram to Twitter or TikTok to Twitter? And I always say, 
yeah, you can put your money in the bank and get that 5% or whatever, those, those 10 pennies every year. Or you can put it in an account that has compound interest. So Twitter is like compound interest. You put one tweet out, somebody retweets it, and they retweet it to another 10,000 people, to another 10,000 people, to another, versus on Instagram, when they share it to their story, it's kind of like, it depends on who reads it. But um, Twitter is very, Obama has possibly, probably seen one of my tweets. I don't know that to be fact, but it's very possible. The people that you can reach, um, again, like Michelle said, we did not know each other. And I think I actually, I do something called audience seeking, which is going to be a dude that I speak about. And I um, always look for people who are in like my realm. And I believe that your name came up and I like you had on white, I believe, in your um, profile picture and your hair was like down. And I was like, oh, this looks very aesthetically pleasing. I went to your profile and I was like, okay, this is really detailed. Like she's been doing this for a while. We'll love to follow her and see what happens. And usually it doesn't take that long for one of us to tweet something that the other person likes because we're in the same kind of bubble a little bit. She's a lot more experienced than I am. Um, But in the same industry kind of thing. But the biggest don't is don't ever think you know your target audience too well that you start talking to them the way you would talk to anybody. A lot of business owners, um, I manage social media, and a lot of them are actually really good at social media, but their brand's target audience and their personal personality actually would clash in real life. And so they hire me to create a personality that actually works well with their target audience. So sometimes you can have a target audience that's super timid and you have all this bold energy and they're like scared to answer your questions. They're scared to retweet you because you're just loud to them. Um, so get to know your target audience. And if you and your target audience don't link up, hire someone. It's okay. It's not going to be the end of the world. One of the do's, show up. I am not one of those people who's like, you got to be consistent. No, you got to be consistent with a purpose. Um, But I'm going to tell you what, there are people, there's a person who I have on my calendar um, to do their onboarding. It's going to be a five-figure deal. And this person has been following me since I had 700 and like 47 followers. And I'm at 13.5K. And she was just like, I seen you blow up and I want whatever you got. But like, <laughs> she was like, I have been watching you for a while and I seen like I got my big break. And now I want to bring you into it because I seen that how hard you've been working for years. So the old saying, don't think, don't ever think no one's watching. Everyone's always watching. And that's the cool thing about Twitter, because if you ever feel like no one's watching, look at your impressions they're probably a lot higher than your engagement is. So there are literally, um, I think my impressions are at something like two or three million consistently. Like I'll have months where it's like seven million or I'll have months where it's like one million, but consistently in between like three and a half to four million people looking at my tweets every single month. And um, they're not all buying from me, you know, but at some point they could be and seeing those impressions every day. It's like, okay, 
I'm going to shoot my shot 4 million times a month and I'm going to make sure it's my best shot. Um, so please show up. And it's like, please show up in the right dress code. <laughs> like <laughs> don't just come saying anything coming, being there is not enough. You need to be valuable. Um, and that depends on what's valuable to your target audience. So know your target audience and don't upset them. <laughs> Yes. No, don't upset them. It's like the thing and not to scare anyone. Again, it's just Twitter is a different landscape. So you're going to have to like see tread lightly and figure it out. But I would hate for you to go viral on Twitter in the wrong way. It just wouldn't benefit your business. Media platform. You have to be careful yeah. on what you say and um, how that comes across to your audience because you you don't want to make them hate you right so i'm glad that you said that this has been such a great episode this was the twitter masterclass that everyone needs so make sure that you share this podcast today make sure that you tag michelle l thames and business bay because we we want this we want people to hear about twitter and how it's such a beneficial platform to utilize for your business um if it if it fits your target audience right so Thank you again so much, Sierra. I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you and what you have going on, because if they need some Twitter help, you are the person <laughs> to reach out to. Yes, you all can follow me at Business Bay C, the letter C, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, of course, on Facebook. Um, and once you get there, sign up for my newsletter. You will get a blog every single week. Um, I also link my YouTube videos in there, which are of course free. So like I mentioned earlier, I pretty much try to serve my audience in every fashion. So if you need to look and hear stuff, you'll have that. Um, I'll have things like the link to all the podcasts I did the previous week. So if you just need to hear something, if you want to read something in old fashioned blog form, it'll be there for you as well. And my top services are uh, actually strategies. So uh, what that looks like is you come to me and you say, hey, I'm launching this new product or hey, I don't know what I'm doing on Twitter. And I'll say, okay, give me your brand name, logo, uh, mission statement and your goals. And I'll write out for you day by day all of the content you need to create um, to be successful with your end goal. Uh, my other service is that strategy with minimal management. So what that looks like is you do all of your content creation from the strategy that I give you. Um, but I'm actually the one engaging with your followers, audience speaking from you, finding your target audience, um, DMing them, making sure that the, the posts are engaging and then sending you data visualizations like, hey, this is how good we did. This is what we need to do next. So those are my, my two phase. <laughs> and if you have any questions about those things, I'm very open. Literally just tweet it. Shoot your shot and tweet it. If you DM me, I'm going to charge you. Just <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So make sure y'all tweet it. Don't DM. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sierra. This has been such a great episode and I am so excited to take some of your tips as well to implement in my Twitter strategy so that I can blow up in these Twitter streets. So I definitely appreciate <laughs> right. everything that you brought here today. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.